0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Morning Metro. It is December first, 2018. Uh-huh, we of course uh-huh, your uh-huh. hosts are Girl one and Girtron.
1: Hello people.
0: And um How are yep.
1: we doing today? It's uh it's a beautiful Saturday, of course, one
0: uh, that was weird. I had to. I had to actually cut the music for me to actually. Uh, we're we're doing something different um, with the video today, and and apparently uh, Skype doesn't like NDI, and it, well, it it does NDI, but it's doing this weird like audio thing where I can't play multiple mm. sources and didn't like the music so whatever. So yeah, that's a thing. But there was an intro, now it's gone. So it's it's a, it's a, it's another on the fly episode. As what is my life never on the fly? You know, you just mm-hmm. something things you just have to do on the fly.
1: Mine's on the wasp, so.
0: Well, I mean, look at our government. It's always on the fly.
1: (laughs) Well, it is on the fly, isn't it? It needs to be squashed like a fly, though.
0: I mean, here today, gone tomorrow, you know. But more bugs fly in. (laughs) Democrats. (laughs) And all kinds of stuff. Oh, my
1: goodness.
2: Democrats.
1: (laughs) Democrats. Uh, And it's not not all Democrats. It's just about 99.9% of
0: them. True. Very, very true. Yeah, yeah. So... um, but yeah, so what we're doing, all right, we, um, we were going to do, we were going to go live a little bit earlier. Gertrude, of course, was not feeling, uh, too fantastic, uh-huh. but he is now feeling, he has recovered and feeling much better, which I'm very, very thankful for. So thank you for still making it to the show. And, um, we've got, a again, once the, you know, it's funny, we hadn't done the money Met show for a couple of weeks, uh, just scheduling time, whatever holiday. Actually, we didn't do an episode last weekend because it was Thanksgiving, so we were, we were wow. observing the holiday, but we're back wow. now. Um, but it was funny, It you know, there was a lot that happened in November as far as tech things go. November was pretty active for a lot of stuff, um, and uh, it kind of like accumulated for some things that, you know uh that happened and we're actually gonna go talk about a couple of those things and i don't know actually if this, this is the first one we're gonna go jump right in and segue but gertrion can you go ahead and talk about this first one here about a i'm gonna call this a competitor to the company parsec which does cloud com, cloud gaming can we go ahead and jump in on this real fast
1: okay so it's at shadow.tech forward slash usen who knows about the usen but okay whatever um it's it's I'm not really trying to promote the actual product itself. I'm trying to promote the idea of it. Uh, while, while I was surfing the web, I came across this, and I thought, this is actually pretty interesting. For about $35 a month, you get access to a cloud-based computer, a virtual computer, basically, uh, that you can play video games on. Uh, your computer has Your actual computer needs to have a little bit of power in it, but it doesn't have to be a beast. It can be... Fairly standard. Basically
0: basically a potato.
1: A a potato. A potato. Yeah. Yeah. And basically what you get connected with is a a 1080 GTX video card Mm -hmm. uh, and a Xeon, Intel Xeon CPU. What was that? Uh, E5-2620 V4 at 2.10 gigahertz, but you only get eight processors out of that which it's fine for gaming as far as that goes true oh usen is united states english thank you for that creature that makes a lot more sense um and basically it allows you to play games that your potato computer normally couldn't play Mm -hmm. but now you can right um it's it seems like a good idea for if you don't want to spend you know couple thousand dollars on a actual gaming computer because what what they claim to do is that they will upgrade their computer their specs to keep on top of the game which as far as i'm concerned the uh processor they're using is a little shy of where i'd want it to be as far as the speed goes but well you get
0: remember well off. remember though Xeons are not meant for speed they're meant for compute power hmm. So you yes you can game on a Xeon, but they're they're not going to be concerned about the speed. They're concerned about the computing power of that, mm-hmm. be able to compute and send that out over the internet. So that's yeah. why the speed is not where it would normally be. Which I keep forgetting that uh, I keep forgetting that about Xeon. Sometimes sometimes power mm-hmm. versus speed is is sometimes better.
1: Yeah, but you know, let's let's say you don't want to buy a brand spanking new computer that's going to cost you a couple Several thousand, thousand dollars. Or so. Or something like that and then a few years later you have to upgrade your computer like i did a couple of weeks ago <laughs> exactly and like i did a few weeks before that yes and we're actually gonna be talking about um oh we actually
0: we should uh probably segue well this is actually a good cool segue back into we actually missed one thing yeah. that's okay that's yeah. that's all right yeah. I um so um yeah but um so it's kind of cool so this 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 service kind of reminds me a little bit of if you guys haven't heard of it it's called parsec and essentially, what Parsec is, it's a very similar uh, app uh, company where you can also rent cloud-based computers um, that allow you to um, use their services. Or if you have a powerful computer yourself, and actually, I have done this myself. I actually was in Virginia a few months back, and I actually was able to dial into my computer here and actually stream games over the internet to a huh. to a place in Virginia. Um, now the latency was not the best um because I think that's I think the other issue was that we were really maxing out that locations internet because we had a bunch of other gaming computers in that same area so it was a lot of like you know back and forth you know we're, we're basically reaching what I think that would be the 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 cap of um of the internet speed and everything but it's a very similar um a very similar process so you could rent Something like this from these guys, or you could, you know, sort of do it yourself. Or there's, you know, there's other um competitor companies. Now, interestingly enough, this site,
1: as we've noticed, does not stay up 100 of the time, <laughs> and it's 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 humorous. Now, granted, from my understanding, it is a really new program because okay, I just found this maybe at the start of this week, and it wasn't available in Missouri yet and then yesterday I checked, all of a sudden it's available in Missouri. So, I'm going to say that this is probably relatively new. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, I don't know if it actually says when it actually started, but, mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of understandable to a degree, you know, if it's brand spanking new for it to have, you know, some issues. Um, But here here's the thing, at 30, $35 a month, if this is the average cost, and I went ahead and I added an extra five just to make it an even forty. That's about four hundred and eighty dollars a year. Mm. So in about a three year time span, you would have spent enough to have bought a brand new computer. Mm-hmm. But you would think that'd be a downside for it. Mm-hmm. and every every three years or so, you're probably going to have to upgrade your computer. Yes, would you agree? Yeah, probably. I mean, I think,
0: okay, well, let, let's go three, back three a little bit. Well, my computer, I, it took me about, I've the processor that I had, I had for about four years. And then I've after four years, then I upgraded, four or five years, give or take. So yeah, yeah. so four or five year time span or so. And in the mm-hmm. meantime, you could rent a cloud server. Or, you know, if you feel like that, it, it's kind of like, a. It, it's a very interesting um, uh, business venture because you go between, you could build it, or you could decide, don't worry about building it and just rent it out for however long you want to rent it out. That if you don't you know, decide you want to need it, you can always disconnect it or whatever and stuff. But um, yeah, I do, I don't, um, I'm not really sure. I, I think I would still want to go to build my own computer because that way I could have it whenever I want. There's no downtime. There's 100%, there's 100% uptime. I can control what yeah. I want on it and stuff. But it's, it's still enticing.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a lot of money or... You already have a laptop. And the other thing, which I, I forgot to mention, it's not just for computers. It's for Android devices, tablets, Apples as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just for desktop gaming. Mm-hmm. Which, which I, honestly, I probably wouldn't use it for anything other than that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's cool that they say they're going to continue to upgrade their services you know yeah uh, which means technically you're you're putting in the 1500 or so for the three to four years and they're upgrading it so you're almost paying them for that upgrade i without curious, having to worry about it
0: i'm curious to know actually what the latency is like between the game server and your home computer is there any information about okay, the latencies
1: here, here's the thing i what i can tell you right now is at my job and this was something I had found on one of the Shadowplay's ads. Somebody had actually mentioned that. And I told them, okay, when I log into my computer at work, I have my desktop, my actual physical desktop. I log into that. It logs into a virtual machine. Mm-hmm. Then it logs into another virtual machine. And then it finally logs into the final virtual machine. Interesting. That I work in. Interesting layering. I know, right? Hmm. So it goes, it's... It's the desktop itself. Then it goes to VMware, and then I use Citrix. Oh, interesting. And I can tell you right now, other than when they're actually having issues with Citrix itself, yeah, there there is no lag between my clicks. I mean, everything nice. happens immediately now. Well, they probably also,
0: they probably have like industrial grade internet too, like you know the enterprise grade stuff more likely. Well,
1: actually, what it what it does is it uses my internet connection.
0: Oh. Well, you still have to get the data to your to your uh, to your house, though. So it still has to go through some kind of internet from their location, does it not? Because you're logging in remotely, and they're providing you're essentially logging into a server of sorts, and then you're downloading and uploading, you know, mouse clicks and information.
1: Yeah. Whenever I, I run a speed test inside. The Citrix server, which technically we're not supposed to, but I've only ever done it once. Uh, Their speeds are amazing, except uh-huh. for upload for some reason. Upload is always like one or two. Mm-hmm. Downloads usually like almost a gig. <laughs> huh. I don't know if there's like an issue with that or not, but mm. you know, interesting. I don't. I don't know, but I don't experience lag that way. And then from other comments I've read about how Shadow play, how Shadow works, uh, is. We've come a long way mm. in virtual machines, yeah, so have. latency is next to none as long as you yourself have a good internet connection as well.
0: That's true, yeah, and that's pretty amazing to think that you know we're in that 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 high range of computing power to be able to send that. In, I mean, it's basically sending an instant an interactive video feed, it's like an interactive YouTube, basically in a way, exactly. which is pretty cool. Um, and I think that actually speaking of compute power and all that kind of stuff, this is actually a good segue back. We were supposed to talk about this at the beginning, but I think actually the way it felt, this is actually pretty good. Yes, um, processor Gertrude and I have been doing some very serious upgrading in the mm. last uh, month or two. Um, I yes. have gone from a 4790 to an AMD Ryzen 2. Gertron has gone from your, you had a 3570K to a i7-8700 non-K. Um, and so I guess kind of like talking back and forth a little bit here, um, I've noticed a substantial Um, uh, boost. Uh, so for example, so for those of you who don't know and who aren't into our listeners who don't, um, viewers, listeners who don't know what benchmarking is, essentially it's to basically determine, um, you know, there's a, there's a scoring system usually, um, things like, uh, there's 3D Mark Fire Strike, there's a 3D Mark Time Spy, and they're essentially, uh, benchmarking software that gives you an overall score, uh, and the higher the score, usually the better. And then we'll give you individual scores for like your graphics compute and all the and and your CPU and things like that and stuff. Um, yeah. So in a in a way of flexing our computing muscles, um, I uh, did a before and after of my of my, pre- my previous processor versus now. Um, I was running an i 7 4790 for about. I would say almost four to five years now. Actually, I don't think it was longer than four years. My original mm. now Cinebench is a uh, is is a CPU benchmarking software. Yeah. It's completely free. You can look up on the internet. Um, Just type in Cinebench benchmark download or whatever, and it will come up. Um, So I ran, and it gives you what's called a CB score or Cinebench score. So before I upgraded, I had a CB score of 699. And then when I went to my AMD Ryzen 2 2700, I had a score of 1398 CB, which mm. is ridiculous so what uh, changed?
1: That's about, that's about a double increase uh,
0: thereabouts yeah so we go from a four core eight thread to an eight threads or eight core 16 thread so like yeah. literally um four times the cores of the earth eight sorry no eight times the core basically well basically it's pretty uh it's it's pretty definitely more than uh than what i had before
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. My computer, my, my old computer was the i5-3570K, which is, was a quad-core, quad-thread CPU, which it, it did fantastic for me until these, these newer games started coming out and started uh, mm-hmm. beating me up. Pretty uh, bad. EA, Star Wars,
0: Battlefront <clears throat> 2. Sorry, <clears throat> I had something in my throat. Okay. Go ahead. Now,
1: of <laughs> course, I didn't think about benchmarking my 3570K scores before I did the upgrade. Wah, wah. At least down. Um. So, I went online and I found all the uh, several average scores of the 3570K and then averaged them together and came about uh, 450 CB. And then the i 8700, of course, since that's in my computer, I ran the actual test and I got 1176, which is about a 75% increase from what I had before for a six core, 12 thread CPU. And everything I needed to run, it runs. Like a butte. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, I'm able to run, um, even be able to do this show. Um, a lot of you guys really kind of may or may not really, you know, you might think, you know, oh, oh, Grid just boots up OBS and just opens up all things. No, there's a lot that, that, like, if you guys could see, and especially those who listen via audio, if you could see what runs in the background of this show, there's a lot of... um. There's a lot of things that are that are open and processing like constantly, you know, anything from a web browser to a, you know, like OBS encoding to I mean, it's it's. Very substantial. Um, so to have those extra compute cores to, to or those you know, extra processing cores is absolutely significant. And actually, for anybody who's wanting to get into streaming, I would actually recommend the twenty seven hundred because it's actually its ability to encode. Is the mm. Gertrude correct me if I'm wrong? There was a video that was talking about that it's really it's, the AMD processors are really good for encoding for streaming. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, uh, from mm. from what I understand. The AMD processor, your particular processor from my research, is, while it does do gaming very well, it is more designed for the workplace. Mm-hmm. doing actual, It's doing actual work, while the 8700 is more geared towards the gaming side than the works, workplace side. But it still does good in the workplace side. I mean...
0: And all in all honesty, having a twenty seven hundred, as far as gaming games go, like I don't feel like I'm really lacking anything. Honestly. Yeah, like yeah. i I feel the, like it still scores, does still does the, really the, well.
1: The frames per second scores for both the twenty seven hundred and the eighty seven hundred, yours and mine, um, they were always pretty close. Uh gaming wise, the eighty seven hundred usually gained about a ten twenty FPS increase compared to the twenty seven hundred. Mm-hmm. On gaming, so, and the, the numbers were usually always in the hundreds anyway, so still great scores regardless. Absolutely. Not going to have any gaming issues. But I, I'd like to see how mine uh, lasts as far as when uh, new games come out that actually test yes. the 8700 2700 to the max
0: yeah yeah and i think games like star wars battlefront 2 would be fun to revisit just for sake of computing or like you know processing and stuff because that was that that in call of duty black ops 4 especially cod that was something i could barely run that was a that was a splat fest
1: Honestly, oh you were lagging so much.
0: Like I couldn't even like run. Like I was running at what like forty eight frame, seven twenty p, forty five hundred bit rate, and the 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 forty seven ninety is just sitting there
1: going like, Ugh. like it hey, just you it, could, you could, yeah. You were like at twenty fps in the game, twenty twenty five fps in the game, some,
0: and like and sometimes as low as like fifteen, and as high as like thirty or forty, give or what? take. Yeah, Mm. it was it was a it was a shatter fest. It was ridiculous, Um, and a beautiful segue. I love these beautiful segues. Speaking of processors, Amazon is working on their own processor for the server market, which will be which will be great because we have Intel, we have AMD, now we have. Mm. uh, I I wish I had like some sort of like uh, here. I guess this would be the best thing.
2: Sir, Arr. you got a war face. Ah!
0: That's a war face. face. Now
2: let me see your war face. <laughs> oh, so definitely the war
0: the war the war face oh. is heating up in the oh. server market. Now let me go ahead and read off my show notes cuz I took a copy and paste it here. Uh, behind a thin white veil separating his makeshift lab from joggers at the message Oh wait, no this is oh sorry, so sorry. Where's the hold on, hold on. What did I? Oh, did I not write show notes? Oh, I'm so sorry. This is about ion thrusters. My mistake. Oh.
1: Um what happened to you?
0: I don't know. It's <laughs> only been a few weeks since Amazon announced uh, that it would uh, offer uh, AMD Epic servers as an option for Amazon's AWS. Now the company is announcing a new type of hardware platform. Mm. Uh, it's just, it. it's just creative uh, A1 instance, the Amazon Graviton process. I feel, I feel like it sounds like, you say I, like Graviton, and I think like Transformers like Graviton. Uh, it's got a nice ring to it. Uh, um... The uh, Uh. Amazon Graviton server. Today, we are launching uh, EC2 instance powered by the ARM-based AWS Graviton processor built around ARM cores, making extensive use of custom-built silicone. Uh, The A1 instance are optimized for performance and cost. They are a great fit for scale-out workloads where you can share the load across a group of smaller instances. This includes... uh, Can't... uh, Can't... Oh my gosh! Brain, stop it! I know what I mean to say. Well, basically, it's really powerful.
1: The <laughs> uh, containerized micro. Thank you. Microservices. Thank okay, you. Okay. Okay. So, let me let me get this let me get this right. Um, how many cores are actually in this thing?
0: Um, well, they've got a couple listed here. Um, that they got a couple instance names listed. Oh, um, okay, I
1: see them now. Yeah. Um, okay, so. so v- VCPUs is the number of cores it has.
0: Yes. So they've got the Uh, A1.4x large, which is 16 core, uh, 32 gigabyte. uh, I'm not sure what EBS bandwidth is. I'm sure it's some sort of like compute bandwidth or something. And up to 10 gigabits per second of network bandwidth, which is really crazy.
1: And it's about 50 cents an hour. So I'd round it up to a dollar and say that's about 24 bucks a day. If you yeah. wanted to get that,
0: yeah, something like that.
1: That's um, expensive. Now you better be using it. <clears throat> now,
0: the the thing is, is that this is probably not. We're probably. It's interesting now. Arm processors. Let's talk about Arm here for a second. So Arm processors. I remember I know my first instance of hearing about arm-based processors were in the small Raspberry Whoa. Pi
1: computers. Now Raspberry and those Pi- were some poor processing powers.
0: Yes, yes, but they they've upgraded. There is the Raspberry Pi um, two mm. uh, or something like that that is actually a quad core um, Raspberry Pi computer. So they've actually added um, quad core and and wireless and um, mm. a couple other a couple other really nice. Um, uh, additions to it right. um, so the ARM architecture in and of itself is great, it's just interesting to see that something that was originally meant, originally sort of used in, lar- in small scale um, phones actually, smartphones have the ARM processor and uh, in, in fact I think it's where things like the Snapdragon processors come from, actually if I go open up CPU Z on my phone uh, let me look at my device here while, I am while running-
1: you're doing that all I go got ahead. a question for you. Yes. So, Amazon comes out with its CPUs. Is there going to be a time when Amazon comes out with its own computers? Like it's an Amazon based computer. Like its own motherboard, its own I don't see why not. I mean,
0: Facebook's already trying to make their 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 silly their silly little uh, portal video chat compute device. Mm. Um, my uh mine is the qualcomm snapdragon uh 805 2.65 gigahertz uh phone uh i'm not exactly sure i think qualcomm comes off of uh, off of the arm processor i have to do some uh. do some uh research about that but um yes it's the Ar- uh kernel architecture arm v7i is what my uh is what the, is what the architecture it's in my phone
1: Okay, um, give me a moment, give me a moment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just downloaded CPU-Z on my phone, I'm gonna give it a try. Alright. I have the Qualcomm Snapdragon 821 2.34 gigahertz with four cores. Interesting. Is so, that better or worse than yours?
0: Um, well I what have was four, yours? I have the, let's see, let me go back into CPU-Z on my phone once again.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see, I have the 805
1: Qualcomm. Ooh, which means I, I have the, uh, how many cores does yours have? Four okay, what's your speeds uh two point six five okay, so how come how come yours gets to be two point six five and you have a lower version uh what's because Samsung
0: so um yes, I don't know why my phone is particularly more powerful than yours it's just apparently the what however Samsung like mm. I, I guess designed it I guess I don't know
1: I don't know. But the only sad thing about going back to Discord sounds. Yes. If you want to take a guess?
0: It's the audio. Well, it's
1: crackly.
0: Let, well, here, let's. I'll, I'll mute in Discord. You can. Or wait, how do we do this? How do we do this so it works efficiently? Oh, you can't see my. All you can see is the back of me now. That's great. Oh man, the the price no, of new I, things. I can
1: see. I can see the stream, so it's fine.
0: All right. Well, anyway, I, um,
1: what I what I need to see is continue to see the continue to see your desktop. But should we use the audio from
0: Skype? Skype? Sure, we can do that. Okay. Oh man, interesting, interesting. Live, like I said, everything in so my life my is goodness. on the fly. Continually. All right. Uh huh. All right. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, so Gertrud, what do, what are your thoughts on Amazon's ah. new processor, the Graviton?
1: I think it's a. Uh very interesting name for it the graviton now I, I i think it's a good idea ultimately that amazon branch out to cpus but they will never beat out both intel and amd are Just we saying.
0: are we sure about that like are you sure there's oh, yes we're sure huh okay so what makes you think that like they what what in your mind tells you that that's not good that would never be a thing
1: Um, Well, let's let's look at it this way. Intel and AMD have been around for many, 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 many years. Right. Amazon is just now getting into this. True. They're really late to the game. They're true. They're having to learn things. Now, will Amazon buy out Intel or AMD? Well, they could certainly try. Mm -hmm. And if they succeed, then, of course, then we can say Amazon would win. But barring them actually buying Intel or AMD out Mm -hmm. or some sort of sabotage or espionage going on, uh, Amazon will never be able to overtake both intel and amd because i don't think that's
0: their i don't think that's their i don't think that's their intention because you have to remember the aws service is amazon's cloud-based service okay right now probably what's happening is they're probably they're probably using either intel or amd's technologies for their uh for their processes for their for their Mm. servers so probably Mm -hmm. what it is in an arm itself Hasn't I mean, it's been around for longer and long enough for devices such as the Raspberry Pi to properly uh, mature. Essentially, um, so if anything, what would end up you know it, what it would end up being like is that it wouldn't be necessarily Amazon buying out like AMD or Intel. If anything, it would be that would, that would probably be a decision to be to be made by ARM because they're the other rival, the third, you know, challenger um for for that particular um that particular field, you know. Hmm. So, if you, you know, if you really think about it, I don't think it's a case of I want they want to buy out anything. I think it's just a case of they just want to simply, you know, have their own processor processes for their for their AWS service is what I'm thinking, mm. so I, I don't know. That's that's just a guess, but that's the only guess that I've got right
1: now. I and mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, ARM really has to prove themselves because so far they've been making. What just happened? Yes, got it.
0: It's fine. I got it. Keep talking. I got it. I became okay,
1: okay, okay. So ARM basically has to reprove itself because when it originally came out. It mm-hmm. was crap. Yeah, I messed. With, I messed with one of those small little laptops that you could basically fit in your pocket with those ARM processors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, what a headache! What a headache! Mm-hmm. Just no. no, I. There, they got. They have to prove themselves. And Amazon, you you say Amazon doesn't want to beat out Intel or AMD? I I have to disagree because. Amazon is already a pretty big company. True. Okay. True. Even even if you take out their whole CPU creations, mm-hmm. they want to be on top, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's all about getting the market share. The more True. market share they get, the more money they get. And if they can beat out Intel and AMD, then they're gonna be on the top. And they they've been trying to take over everything. Did you know you can you can actually order fresh food from Amazon? Depending on it. your location, I believe it. Yep. I mean, I mean, come on. Yep. So I think personally that they will mm-hmm. try. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: I mean, that's but that's fair kidding. enough. That's fair enough. Um. And speaking of things, uh, think. Uh, speaking of things of trying and trying not to miss a moment, Gertron, could we please go ahead and I think this would be a good segue to our next article, if you would.
1: Okay, so I was coming across this online, and Charlie Brown. Woot! Woot, woot, woot. Uh, is Is like... A classic. It's a classic. You gotta watch Charlie Brown during the Christmas season because, well, you just have to. I always watch it. It's, it's one of the only things I do actually do. Um, So, if you know Linus in Charlie Brown, he has a security blanket.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he can't be without it. You take that blanket from him, he starts crying and so upset and worried and mm-hmm. scared. I he, mean, mm-hmm. he's attached to that blanket.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, during the school play in Charlie Brown, uh, a brown, a Charlie Brown Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. During the play, he drops the blanket. Now, you might be thinking, okay, big whoop. Uh, but it is actually extremely important charlie brown is and throughout the story peanuts lucy snoopy sally and others all work at no avail to separate Linus from his blanket. And even though his security blanket remains a major source of ridicule for the otherwise mature and thoughtful Linus, he simply refuses to give it up until this moment when he simply drops it. In the cinematic scene, when Linus shares what Christmas is all about, he drops his security blanket, and I am now convinced that this is intentional. Most telling in the specific moments he drops it is when he utters the words— Fear not, fear not. At thirty-eight seconds, uh, you're unable to because play the
0: video that. Can, because it's copyrighted. Uh, oh, b- okay. Copyrighted grounds. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Actually, let's go ahead and quick uh, pull oh. this up. Um, yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate. Charlie, round. See Around Christmas. Linus speech. There we go. Oh, uh there we go Linus. speech here we are
1: okay you might have to scroll through it from the drop is or it's one minute long we can go on i guess
2: you were right linus i shouldn't have picked this little tree everything i do turns into a disaster i guess i really don't know what christmas is all about isn't there anyone who knows what christmas is all about sure charlie brown i can tell you what christmas is all about To Christ the Lord. And Never this shall be a sign unto that. you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men.
0: And he picks the bl- There's symbolism in that blanket because he... Exactly. He, and earth peace, he picks up the blanket... Interesting. I never caught that.
1: Now, looking at it now, it is pretty clear what Charles Schultz was saying, and it's so simple, it's brilliant. Set free. The birth of Jesus separates us from our fears. The birth of Jesus frees us from the habits we are unable or unwilling to break ourselves. The birth of Jesus allows us to simply drop the false security, which is like his security blanket. We have been grasping so tightly and learn to trust and cling to him— instead
0: oh wow interesting so,
1: yeah. so that's why he, it its symbolism is so important when he drops that blanket and says fear not and he's you know talking about Jesus he drops his security and is basically showing that Jesus is what takes away his fear that is very interesting and then, and then of course later on he picks the blanket right back up well, yeah yeah. Well, yeah of course of course yeah but
0: he's young you know so the, he had a, yeah. so he had a moment where he was just like you know what i don't care i'm just gonna say it and then like so many of us we go back to whatever it is because we're now clinging to it. that's really really interesting and that mm-hmm. is stupidly brilliant yeah that's that's yeah. crazy interesting thanks for bringing that and that's that's very appropriate for the holiday season yes i
1: figured it was december we need to add something christmasy there you in there. go
0: yeah that's i like that can go, you know actually i forgot we need to hang the lights in the in the in our studio mm. oh wait wait wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait 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 here i'm gonna excuse me Gershaw. um sorry i'm just uh uh sorry i gotta climb up over you um ah where is it ah trying Come to find it. i'm trying it i'm trying it's Come it's uh on. it's oh oh there it goes the, oh frick okay um hold on hold on i'm looking i'm looking i'm trying to find it uh where's oh dang oh, where, i know i put that box of lights somewhere um oh, where is it oh there it is found it okay yeah just give me a minute. Ah, okay sorry let me um well, hold on. I almost got it. Almost got it. Gershon, can you just move a little bit to the left for me, please? Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Got it. There it is. Perfect. And we have light. <laughs> there we go. I knew it. See, I told you to put the box of light somewhere. Oh, just a little bit higher. There we go. Perfect.
1: Just, 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 you know, up a little bit. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had that. I, I did I didn't think about that. I'm actually glad I, I thought to put that. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, then. All right.
0: <laughs> and on to our, our uh, one of our... Well, actually, we still got a couple articles here, so we're going to see if we can go ahead and uh, get through them. Um, let's see now. We're on to the... Okay. So finally, we're on to the article that I accidentally hinted. but that's okay so we're gonna talk about it Mm. um we could soon very very soon be in the future of ion thrusters oh wait that's the wrong one ion Ion thrusters that was the wrong dial better wow much better wow um Mm. yes okay so let's go ahead and segue Mm. um i'm actually gonna head and read the um Read this. So, this comes out of. So, this new technology comes out of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, has finally come up with the world's first ion thruster. Um, let me see if I can get to the important part. Okay, using this... Okay, let's see. Uh, behind a thin white veil separating his makeshift lab from a joggers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology mm. indoor track, atmospheric space engineer Stephen uh, Barrett. He sounds very space-age Name Stephen mm. Barrett, Ion mm-hmm. Thruster Institute. Steven Spielberg, anybody? I, there you go. Recently <laughs> test flew the fr- uh, the first-ever airplane powered by Ionic Wind Thrust. Thrusters, electric engines that generate momentum by creating and firing off charged particles. Using this principle to fly an aircraft has long been, according to, uh, to even Barrett, a far-fetched idea and, and the stuff science of uh, science fiction. But he still wanted to try. In Star Trek, you have a shuttlecraft gliding uh, silently past, he says. I thought we should have aircraft like that, thinking um, iconic wind propulsion could fit the bill. He spent eight years studying the technology and then decided to try building a prototype miniature aircraft, Albert 1, Albert... Albeit one he thought was a little ugly. It's kind of yellow, uh, kind of dirty yellow color. He says, adding that black paint Mm. often contains carbon, which conducts electricity and caused a previous uh, iteration to fly itself. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that 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 particular color. (laughs) Interesting. Um, Mm. Barrett has slightly higher hopes for the latest prototype, which he uh, dispassionately named Version Two. Before we started. the the test flights i thought i it had maybe a 50 50 chance he says my my colleague at mit thought it was more like a one percent chance it would work Mm. um now there's much more to this article um that discusses this um but yeah this so this is what the so for those of you who are listening on itunes or google play uh, music um Basically, he's got a very large um, craft that has a very large wingspan. It's got a tail at the back of it. And across the, a more narrow, medium space of wing is actually electric, what looks like to me, electric wires going across, mm. um, spanning the entire width of the, um, of the, of the wings of the plane. Um, and um,
1: think, think of it like this. It looks like a biplane.
0: Thank you. Yes, it looks essentially looks like a biplane. Hey, it, the Wright
1: brothers come back to strike again. Exactly. This is this is what's interesting about it. And oh. you bring up you bring up a great point. It looks like the Wright brothers plane except for it's more futuristic looking. So basically, we're starting back at the beginning with ion engines and eventually we'll get to the point where every aircraft has ion engines. And they look as, well, as good as they do now, if not better.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, so, I'd i like to see ion thrusters like that of Space Engineers, which was one of my favorite oh games my, to play. Oh, my. <laughs>
1: I love Space Engineers. It's a fun game. No, no, no. It's cool. I would, I would, that would be very interesting to actually see spaceships. I hope and pray that I am alive when we have the first spacecraft that is an exploration craft that uses ion engines... And can travel much faster, and is actually something that anybody can get on
0: now, one of the things um, uh, that they said was is that it's the amount of power that this thing needs to work. Um, so uh, let's see. Let me scroll through a little bit of this article here. Um,
1: what are you looking up that? It, it does seem like we are right now limited in our technology. Because of power. What kind of power the new technology requires. So, with all this new technology that's coming out, I mean, we now have ion engines, we've talked about the warp drive, we've talked about the shields, and, of course, uh, the shield that they've come out with, which is very similar to Star Trek, it's about the size of a softball. That's how much range it has, but it requires so much power Mm -hmm. to operate that it's not feasible. Yes.
0: Very, yes. So...
1: So I feel that within the next twenty, thirty years from now, we're gonna come up with a new power source. Mm. A new source of power uh that will revolutionize everything.
0: I think it's kind of about time that we did, because we've we've always we've been using gas, we've been using solar, we've been using wind, nuclear, um, nuclear, thermal, uh coal, hydro. coal power. Oh, yeah. awesome. Um that yeah, I think it's about time we started figuring out something that can generate more power. Um, yeah. Because this particular aircraft, according to some of someone I'm skimming here, the biggest challenge is ion thrusters need twenty thousand or thirty thousand volts just to work. High voltage on aircraft doesn't come easy. He says you want to play forty thousand volts on aircraft, that technology doesn't exist. Steve Barrett found a clever way to get uh, to get that. Efficiency conversation. Um, finally, Barrett used a computer model to get uh, most uh, out of most of every design element in the in that an uh, aircraft from the thrusters and le- an electrical system design to the wires that ran through the plane, uh, the power converter, the bat. I need to I need to head to Joppiesfield for more, for more power converters. Sorry, Star Wars episode no, four, my friends. Sorry. What
1: about what about what about carbon nanotube? Carbon nanotube.
0: Sorry it's a uh, if you're not alliance tech tip or n c i x former follower, you wouldn't understand the joke. I'm sorry it was inside joke here at t m m um finally. <laughs> okay (laughs) sorry uh where was i where was i um the power converter the battery the caps and fuselage everything was optimized barrett says this the simulations failed all the time we had to make hundreds of changes in the end they had a triumphant version too um so yeah we're we're still i mean at least if nothing else the research is there Mm. Mm -hmm. that's the hardest part getting the research the next challenge now is actually getting it to properly work which i'm sure that they'll probably be able to to get it working in in no time honestly
1: now here's the other thing with the ion engines there is no sound generation they're silent Yes. So, and further down, Stealth it's talk about so for drones, for building inspections or things like that, would be an ideal application for these thrusters, Gallimore Notes, or, Barrett adds, drones used for deliveries, filming, or environmental monitoring. Imagine 10 or 20 years from now, we could have drones everywhere. He says if mm. those were, are all noisy, they'll degrade our quality of life, but this is silent. Now, I do believe drones are going to become a big deal. I've watched a few YouTube videos about... Uh, uh, on, Have you ever watched uh, TED Talks? I've watched a few TED Talks in my time, yes. So there was this one TED Talks that starts off with like a, a pseudo short movie about drones that are everywhere and doing security mm. as well. But then all the drones turned on everybody and basically uh, just started killing everybody. Uh, and then yes. it went to the actual TED Talk where they showed an actual drone they had created that you could not crash. No matter, unless you physically blew it up, no matter what you did with it, it always reoriented itself. That's a scary thought. So, I do believe 10, 20 years from now, drones will be everywhere and we'll have something else to be scared about. That's not fun.
0: That's
1: not not fun. fun. That's
0: not fun. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, Okay. One moment. Sure. Uh,.
0: Gertrude does some research and development behind the scenes again. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's very, very interesting. All the same, for sure. Um, let's see. Sky. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> On the fly things, Gertrude. Go ahead and stop and start uh, talking about our next article while I get things uh, rearranged here behind the scenes.
1: Okay. So. What we're actually going to be talking about on this next one is we're going to talk about uh, a, a Michigan college that arms staff with hockey pucks to fight uh, active shooters. Uh, um, excuse me? Uh-huh. You, you ex- a, a, a hockey puck? You're going to put our children's lives in the hands of a hockey puck? Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm looking
0: for it. I'm looking for the... Where's the record scratch? Record scratch. Where is it? Where is it? There it is.
1: You did. Okay. In Ro- Go on. Okay, so in Rochester, Michigan, in preparation for a possible active shooter incident, the gun-free zone of Oakland University has begun arming students and faculty with hockey pucks. We thought, yeah, that is something we can do. American Association University Professor President Tom DeSanta told the Detroit News, we can make these available at least to our members and a fair number of students as well. Okay. The idea was born during a training session in Oakland. University Police Chief Mark Gordon was conducting with the faculty earlier this year when one of the attendees asked what they could do to protect themselves on the gun-free campus, which, no, I, I do believe you need more trained personnel to protect said campuses i agree chief gordon recalled an occasion when he was hit in the head with a puck while coaching hockey okay it caused a fair amount of damage to me he told the crowd but he didn't die which isn't worth it well okay i i I take that back he didn't die which is good but if you have an active shooter i'm sorry but um if if i get the opportunity they're not going to survive it's okay. Okay. I, I. I already.
0: I already see so much wrong with this to begin with. Okay. First of all, who's going to have the the correct aim to throw a projectile at someone yeah. during an incident? Yeah. You're not going to be concerned about throwing a projectile. You're going to want to. You're going to. You're going to want to run like exactly. away, very far away. Now.
2: Although he did not
1: specifically intend for the offhand memory to morph into a defense plan, faculty members ran with the idea. It was not a well-thought-out strategy, Chief Gordon told the news outlet during a telephone interview on Tuesday. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing that had merit to it and kind of caught on. Now, the university faculty union has purchased $2,500 worth of 94-cent pucks thus far, each one— is emblazoned with the union's logo logo, and have been distributed free of charge to 800 faculty members since November 9th. Another 1,700 pucks, which will, again, (laughs) amount to about probably $1,700, will soon be passed out to students, and Oakland University Student Congress has promised to kick in an additional 1,000 Are you
0: serious? That's a lot of pucks.
1: I mean, I can just see you know, a kid gets just gets mad at somebody, and all of a sudden they're throwing the puck yeah, at exa- them. Yeah, exactly. Puck We're wars. Have puck wars. The puck. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes. Exactly. Puck wars. I. I. Oh what my goodness! F- I have to
1: just. <laughs> It'll be a real puck of a time. Wow. It would be. Now, Keith Porter said that the effectiveness <laughs> of using hockey pucks to to a combat. To combat an active shooter has not been researched, but throwing any item of weight at an attacker, and at an attacker could be beneficial. Huh? It's just the idea of having something. and reminded that you're not powerless and you're not hopeless in the classroom, the Senate told the Detroit Free Press. Now, uh, let me see. No, oh, this is kind of a long article. Right, okay, that works. Okay, let me see. I just
0: – I sit there – and imagine, imagine, imagine a kid walking in this morning and be like, here, here's your free hockey puck. <laughs> As Gertrude acts out looking at the hockey puck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, like, why? Why is this a what? thing?
1: Ugh. Now, I according just... to Chief Gordon, dozens okay. of students armed with pucks or other heavy objects could hurl their makeshift weapons at an armed attacker simultaneously instead of freezing in place, the Detroit News reported. The group could also rush the gunman with the gunman with their pucks in order to create a distraction <laughs> that would allow someone to disarm the attacker. Now, I mean I mean there is I mean,
0: so much wrong with this article. Like there got a
1: puck. Stay there, back. There, there's so
0: much wrong with this. Like, I don't I don't What even? I mean I just I'm sorry, yeah. all I could
1: do is just this
2: yeah.
0: It's like oh, oh 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 wait 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 it's like it's like stand back I got a hockey puck You got a hockey puck so dangerous okay. And then and then the, probably the guys are going to be like Yeah, I don't
1: care. Yeah, I don't care. Boom, you're dead.
0: Yeah, which is sad. Like that's honestly like I mean it just you know what? Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for
2: that. Ain't nobody got time for that.
0: This is Grinch's favorite song. Got
2: time, Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Time
1: for that. Time for that. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm then, just then, then, and, then, and then wait. You, I'm gonna throw. We're gonna throw one more sound bite. And then you walk up to the guy. You, okay, matches you're in this pose. Okay, you got the hockey puck. You like stand back, and then suddenly this song plays. Let
2: me see your war face. Sorry, Sir, you got a war whore face. face. Ah, ah, that's a war okay. face. Okay, here we go. Your whore face. Ah. <laughs> like, and you this hockey
0: puck, and you see all the children just throwing hockey pucks at somebody. How?
2: How does it work? <laughs> There's so much wrong with this.
1: And now you're arming all these students with hockey pucks. The students could revolt and attack all they the could teachers. Ref- there could be a revolt. Oh, my. Okay, I need to calm down. But the, I there mean, could be revolution.
0: Now, World okay, War lot- Three was started on a hockey puck, people. Be warned. If you had your warning. Oh my goodness. Okay. I need to chill. I'm like getting too high for this. <sighs> okay. <sighs> okay, breathe. <sighs> right. Okay, stupid, dumb. I'm done with this article. I'm closing the tab. We're moving on.
2: <laughs> and speaking of more
0: security and stupid things, you should be really... Careful about the browser extensions. What are you doing, Stream Deck? Okay, <laughs> you should be really concerned, or at least be careful of the extensions that you install on your browser. This comes from KimCommando.com, which, by the way, I forgot to mention some of our site, our other articles. Oops.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I'll
1: go, I'll go quick, quickly through them. We have shadow.tech, ExtremeTech.com, GotUpdates.com, ScientificAmerican.com, Wired.com, Paramount Pictures. We didn't do that one. We haven't done that yet. And then defensemaven.io, which is actually the Blue Lives Matter website. Gotcha. All right. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Um, Right. So um, for those of you who don't know, um, a browser extension is essentially something that lets you do extra things on your browser that is not natively part of the browser. I use Uh um, quite a few of them. I have – I actually use – what is it? Uh, the uh, Gmail Checker. I have the Ad Guard, which is actually very good at blocking all ads. It's, it's very superior, in my opinion. Um, I have the Better Twitch TV mode, which is some or a Better Twitch TV, which is something for Twitch TV for allowing extra features such as auto hosting and other things like that. Uh, I can actually flip on dark mode for web pages, things like that. So those are extensions that I use. But mm. with great. Extensions comes great risk or possible risk. This again coming from Kim Uh This one section says: Do you use browser uh, extensions and add-ons? Browser extensions are similar to what apps on your are on to your smartphone. Well, not really, but okay. They add extra mm. functionality to your browser and extend its usability beyond your typical web search and browsing activities. Um, no doubt, extensions can enhance your web experience like apps. They are used to uh, for a wide variety. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of purposes, they uh, they can help you block ads, download content, uh, compare prices while shopping, etc. The possibilities are endless, and the the similarities are yeah, similarities that don't end there. Uh, Again, like uh, mobile apps, there are always be there always be bad apples among the thousands of extensions available, and most extensions are usually free, which is actually kind of nice. Phracksters are now using them to exploit your computer's resources for their financial gain. According to a report from Motherboard there was an an entire underground market that active the uh that active actively trades browser extensions mm. uh unspeculous activity unscrupulous thank you expect unscrupulous advertisers and hackers are even given Uh, or even trying to buy popular extensions from legitimate developers in order to monetize them. In other cases, hackers break into developer accounts and take uh, over the extensions themselves, injecting their own malicious code in the software. This means that there's a possibility that browser extensions that you know and trust can be modified later to infect your machine with adware, steal your information, or even control your machine remotely. The main thing with extensions that makes them attractive to cyber criminals is that is the fact that they can be uh, granted permission to access your web browser data. The sensitive data may include the data on all your websites you visit, banking websites, social media sites, etc., etc., etc. Not only that, but extensions can also request access to your clipboards, bookmarks, and browsing history, allowing them to create a full profile of your web activity. You uh, see, you can have the best security software. Installed on your machine but all protection off it offers can be bypassed if a malicious extension manages to sneak into uh, your browser. Uh, what's being done about the growing problem? Thankfully, Google and Firefox are doing their part to combat this growing problem. For for one, Google has banned extensions that use uh obf- I don't even know how to pronounce obf- obfuscated. Ops, yeah, something obfuscated code. This is when developers deliberately hide a software's true intent by using a hand to understand. Hard, hard to understand. To
1: understand I, I've got I've, got, I've got to point something out here. Go ahead. Hard to understand. The word itself is hard to understand. Yes. Just- Continue. I
0: agree, or misleading language in their code. In fact, over seventy percent of blocked Chrome Web Store extensions are use obskivuous. St- okay, this is such a dumb word. Basically, malicious code. Let's just call that. Let's just it's just malicious okay. code. Let's just call it malicious code. Um, uh, both uh, 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 Google and Mozilla also um, also systems in place. What that is? They should say you yeah. also use systems in place on their uh, respective
1: systems in
0: place something like that yeah, I think I think I think there's a misprint here. Um, oh. Web stores that detect malicious extensions and add-ons. For example, if an extension is deemed a uh, deemed as malicious by Google, it will be automatically disabled in every browser that it has installed. But is this enough? As mentioned earlier, cyber criminals are tending to bypass these checks and security mm-hmm. measures by uh, secretly modifying the extensions code after it has already been installed on your browser. Perhaps it's high time you review and audit your current browser extensions and remove anything that you don't recognize or no longer need. Now, I would like mm. to say something here. Mm-hmm. I actually had a browser, or not a browser, I actually had an extension in uh, Google Chrome that was actually designed for uh, downloading uh, clips uh, from Twitch to for me to make um, essentially uh, highlight reels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what I uh, noticed was one day um uh, Google Chrome says, hey, I need to disable this this uh, extension. I'm like, well, why? I did some research and apparently um, one of these extensions was actually being used for malicious intent by collecting my Browser data, surprise, surprise. Um, surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, yes, it is very important to definitely, you know, check out your, your browser extensions. Now, Gershon, do you have any thoughts? I know you use a bunch of them, I'm sure. Oh, What's, yes. What are your th- please have your thoughts, please.
1: Um, There are certainly browsers out, browser extensions out there that are dangerous. I do not disagree and do not deny that. Uh, before you install a browser extension, uh, there are some things you can do to kind of find out how secure it is. Uh, For instance, uh, if it's a very well-known browser extension, like uh, one that I have very well-known is the speedtest.net browser extension, which, if you don't know, that's created by Ookla, which it tests your internet speeds, and you can be fairly sure that they're not putting out malicious code. Um, But what you can do is you could actually, when you're about to download one, always look at the reviews, see how many people have them downloaded, Mm -hmm. if the reviews are good, and there is a high number of people who have downloaded it. And that's like your first step in checking it. Uh, If you want to go and download it at that point, go ahead and install it. Uh, What I like to do is actually go on Google that particular extension and see what other sites have to say about it. And basically, if everybody says it's good and it's one that I want, then I'll use it.
0: And that kind of goes the same thing for for uh, for uh, smart apps on my phone. You know, like apps uh-huh. I download to my phone. That kind of it's kind of the same rule. Like I'll usually try to read a review. Um, of people that have downloaded it to tell me whether or not it's been a really good rating or what have you and stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, in this particular instance, this is where reading reviews for apps and extensions are extremely critical to your ability to have a really safe and happy browsing experience. So, exactly. yeah, just it's kind of a bit of a PSA, something to think about. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. something that Gertrude and I are kind of already knew. But for those of you that don't, and our listeners and our viewers of our stream, just, you know, an FYI, if you use browser extensions, even on your phone, like you can have browser extensions even on your phone, I think mm-hmm. nowadays too, you know, mm-hmm. check it out. Out, get informed and you know be be safer essentially exactly so yeah absolutely um i think that's i think any other thoughts on that because if not i think we're gonna move on to i think is this our last our last article was a movie trailer or no there, I was, believe a, so. a, there was one other one but i think maybe i'll maybe i'll save it for next week yeah i think i'll save her for next week actually that's okay oh uh i'm actually huh you know what's funny Maybe mm. I don't have to because I actually have, already have the video. Because I have the video up in in um, in here, and I also have the video. All right. Well, maybe I'll go ahead and quick. Um, maybe I'll play part of it. So, um, this this was something I caught off uh, the television this morning about a. Now, you guys know we have self driving cars, all right? But this is actually a company that can actually put a self driving system. On a car that does not have it to begin with. This is a startup company. Um, this comes from uh, the Henry Ford uh, YouTube channel. Um, they have a show called Henry Ford's Innovation Innovation Nation, which is actually quite good. I've uh, never seen before until this morning. But I thought this was kind of demon. I won't see if I can try to play. Uh, let me scrub to the more important parts of this here. Um, there we go. Okay, we'll go ahead and play just a little bit of this just for sake of copyright. But here we go.
3: It's a garage. This is a garage. This is the garage. This is uh, where everything is designed and built right here. I've been interested in automotive technology since I was at least 13. That was the first time I actually tried doing a self-driving car. I built this car and put a computer and a webcam on it and taught it to Kyle drive following the yellow line in a parking right. lot. But speaking. Kyle works with a group of engineers building each cruise unit. It's similar to the automatic pilot on airplanes, and it could have a huge impact on
0: highway safety.
3: Every year there's over a million car accidents in the U.S. alone. And the scary thing is that 90% are caused by the drivers themselves, the humans, behind the wheel. And so that represents an enormous opportunity for the machines to improve. What's right. he doing? Uh, so Kevin is working on controls. Once the car estimates where it needs to be on the road, just send those commands to the, the steering motor. And doing it in, in, in a way where it's very smooth, it doesn't overshoot or oscillate, is very difficult science, almost like an art. These are the computer vision guys. Um, they figure out what's in the camera image, where the lane markers are, and try to figure out where the vehicle is relative to the road. OK, so Kyle, I'm looking at this, and I can tell that it's cruise related, yes? This is it, yeah. And we call this the sensor pod. So all the sensors that this vehicle needs to drive itself are in this one unit here. So it's got the cameras, the radar, and the GPS all in this box. The next part of the system is the drive-by-wire interface, which you can't really see, but we've installed underneath the steering column so we can control your steering wheel, your gas pedal, and your brake pedal while the system's running. <laughs> the last piece ties it all together. It's the brain, uh, which is our computer system that's in the trunk here. Well, There's a
2: computer in the trunk.
3: Yeah, let's visit it. Thinking back here. Ah, that's it? Yep, here it is. So, thing? yeah, everything, all, all the processing is done right here. This computer takes in data from the sensors, from the sensor nice. pod, and sends out signals to the actuators to drive your car. And that's it.
0: All right, so now that we know how it works, can we take it for a drive? Yeah, let's take it for a spin. Okay. So um, yes, essentially, it is a all-in-one system that lets you modify your car uh, in such a way where you don't have to redo all of the car. It's just a couple parts that you attach to your system, and there you go. Um, and mm. again, this is by uh, this company is by uh, Kyle Voget, who is the innovator of the Cruise uh, driving system. I'm scared.
1: Scared. I mean, he, he literally points out in the video where, well, this is where you control your steering wheel and your gas and your brakes. Okay, I'd rather you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like having my own control because yes. I mean, seriously, I, I don't. I don't know if I, you know, trust a, something to drive me around because mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'll end up dead. being into a wreck and death. Yes. Yes. And then who's who's to blame for it? That's a good question. Is it them or me?
0: Yeah, and and see this is and oh my gosh, this the transitions today have been beautiful because of what we're gonna talk about after the <laughs> I love it. It's great. Um so basically, yeah, I mean driving cars I mean, now it's kind of, now, first of all, in the first right, it is kind of cool to be able to attach something to your car if your car's not already a smart car. That is pretty cool. Um mm-hmm. smart cars as a whole, a, a computer doing a better driving job than a human, that either tells you that computers are really smart or people are really stupid.
1: I'm not sure which. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. People are really stupid. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, fine. Well, I'll go I'm with just- that. Yeah,
1: so, um,
0: but yeah, that's uh, just 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 a little technology tidbit that I caught, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to share share that with you, um, with everybody that's listening and watching things like that. And our last segue happens to do with cars. Because apparently Paramount Pictures is making a canon spin-off film called Bumblebee featuring the Transformer Bumblebee himself. We're going to play a little bit of of this. This is a downloaded video from Paramount Pictures' YouTube channel, so credit to you guys originally. uh, Please don't get mad. Um, And we're just going to play a little bit of this here. Uh, Sorry for those of you that are listening. You you can look up the trailer on YouTube. I'm 18. Today, actually. Is the Beetle for sale?
3: Yours, kid. Happy birthday.
2: Oh my God! What are you?
0: So you have no idea where he came from?
3: No idea. the deal.
0: People can be terrible about things they don't understand. From now on, the only person you can show yourself around is me. Oh, I'm, g- I'm good. Now I'm good, thanks. <laughs> There's a war raging on our planet.
1: If this criminal
2: isn't found, that war may find its way. Is there anyone that can help you? Do you have a family? me. They're calling an army. I've seen firsthand these things really are.
0: right Bumblebee, there is
2: only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! I back me!
1: turns into the loss.
2: This is how we stop them. You've got me. And I'm not going anywhere.
1: So um yeah. yeah. That's that's what we have to look forward to.
0: I I that looks pretty fun.
1: The girl is cute. Not going to yes. lie.
0: <laughs> um so yeah, but uh there's a little movie entertainment news for you guys. Bumblebee coming out this Christmas apparently. So if you want to mm-hmm. see something see a holiday film with your family about uh crazy robots and transformers, um there you go. So I believe that finally. Oh gosh, I forgot to lock the phone. It's like it was. It's been a good episode and a and a frustrating episode at the same time. But we had a good time doing it, and yeah. we hope that you guys yep. had a good time listening and watching. Um, we'll be back the. Hold on, let me check the calendar again. We'll be back the fifteenth of December. Um, and then, probably, let's see, fifteenth December, and then it'll be the, the 29th We will not have an episode because it is a holiday season. We'll probably actually take off probably for all of um, probably I would say Christmas and New Year's. Honestly, I think just to mm-hmm. observe the holiday because it's going to be a one big holiday. Honestly, because you have mm-hmm. you all have Christmas and then New Year's and everything. But yeah, we'll be back at least the fifteenth. Um, so keep an eye out for that and um, as I sort of say on my own channel check out all the panels below the stream and um, all that kind of stuff and if you have any articles or whatever please email us at themorningmetro at gmail.com also follow us on twitter at themorningmetro as well we would love to have your article submission as always until then thank you guys so so much have an awesome rest of your uh, Saturday and we will see you all later take care Later. Thank you for listening to The Morning Metro. All stories and articles belong to the respected companies. Songs used for broadcasts. Intro music. Retro funky by Persephone. Remix by Sundance. Outro music. 305 approaching Nirvana. All music belongs to the respected copyright holders. For article submissions, questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at themorningmetro at gmail.com.